This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 121 of Small Talk. Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are here. And hello to our listening audience and hello, Steve, to our new YouTube audience because we are now pushing out all of the Small Talk podcasts on YouTube. Yeah, and the YouTube audience is getting a treat because what's the getup you have on right now? It's like a jumpsuit type thing. It's like a Michael Jackson type tracksuit, but it's shiny. It also kind of matches your tree. Got a little gold and black in there. It's looking good. I look like the Michelin man or I kind of, have you ever seen Christmas Vacation? Yes. I look like the neighbor, like Margot and Todd when they are in their running suits. That's what this is. You also look like you could potentially be you know, handling biohazardous materials. It's like half of a suit. You just don't have the headpiece on to be handling radioactive stuff. Or I don't know, you're like an alien from some other universe. You're just very shiny right now and metallic. It's Thank interesting. You. Well, I have a black tree with metallic ornaments, as you know, we discussed this on the pod, but I have a whole Steve workout outfit underneath this because I'm going to do a photo shoot once we wrap for my 75 card. (laughs) By the way, yes, it's over. On, so I didn't want to sit here in a bra the whole time. So I just threw this on. 75 hard is over, by the way. Congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh my God. Finally, I was starting to think that day would never come. The last 10 days were the hardest. They were the absolute worst. The last 10 days I had senioritis. I did not want to do it. I did not want to go to class. I did not want to complete my assignments, but you're that close. So you have to finish it. But man, those last 10 days, brutal, but we made it. We made it. I'm now going to go do this photo shoot. And then after that, I'm going to eat gooey butter cake all night long. There's a good chance. Yeah. This is probably the best time to do a photo shoot after you've basically not eaten a carb for like three months. But exactly. Was no it carbs, no sugar? Was it worth it? Cause I have a feeling the answer is probably no. I mean, you know, you mentioned you dropped a ton of weight. You feel good. You, your energy levels are up. You're reading yeah. more. This is the best version of Michelle you could possibly probably get. Although you're portraying it to other people. I don't know if you feel great though. Do you feel great? Do you feel like it was worth the 75 days? Would you ever do it again? Oh, I'll never do it again. Absolutely okay. not. Absolutely. Well, you know, after 75 hard, there's an additional program. I forget what it's called. Like 30 hard or like where you do everything that here, let me pull it up. It's on my app. They said to me, do you want to start this next? And I yelled at my, I looked at my phone. I said, F you. So it's called phase one. The next one is phase one. And it's everything that you did in 75 hard. Plus you add a five minute cold shower, three critical powerless tasks and 10 minutes of dedicated visualization. Wait, what's a cold shower do? I don't get what. Wake you up, proves how mentally tough you are that you could stand there for five minutes. Who knows, Steve, but I'm not doing it. Delete this app off my phone. Get it out of here. We're done. That's cool. No one cares. I mean, (laughs) if I've ever heard one before, I'm going to pass on the extra 30 days adding the cold shower to my, these mental mind game things like you test yourself to see if you can withstand the cold water. Get out of here. You're not a Navy SEAL. Come on. I don't know, Steve. I kind of feel like one with this outfit on after I just (laughs) completed 75 hard. Have I become a Navy SEAL? I don't know. Not quite there, but we're on the path. I do feel good. I feel like it was worth it. Let me back up for a second. For me, it was worth it because of the time that we're in. If this was normal times, I could have never completed this. You'd be miserable. I could have never done this. When you have an active social life or you're going out and doing things ever. There's no way to complete this. I know that people have and mad props to them. But for me, 2020 sucked. It just absolutely sucked. And I felt so stagnant and I was going out of my mind and I had seen a bunch of people do this and I needed to reclaim my 2020 back. I needed to say, you know what, bitch? You're not going to win this year. I'm going to win this year. And so for me, mentally, it was very important for me to close out the year feeling like I had accomplished something because if not, I would have the place I was mentally was not good. It was just 
we have been doing this for a long time. And I don't know if I hadn't done something for myself like this heading into the next year, if I'd be ready to withstand <laughs> another couple months of this stuff, because <laughs> it has been brutal for your girl. And then 2021, Michelle is going to be pizza, carbs, coffee, yeah. all of the gluttonous things that you didn't get to have. So you're, you're like the anti New Year's resolution. You're going to be doing the opposite going into 2021. Oh, we're talking total gluttony and pleasure in 2021. That's the play. But I will say this. I woke up this morning and I was like, day 76. It is over. You can do whatever you want today. I still have not had coffee. And I got up at 6 a.m. on my day off and did a Peloton ride. So yeah. this is like becoming a lifestyle. <laughs> There's some science to that where you change, right? You do, you don't take everything that you've done, but you take little pieces and that makes mm -hmm. you a better person, right? You know, whether it's your reading more or your habits or not eating coffee anymore. There are good things about it, but oh man, I... I don't know. Hard pass for me. More props to you because there's no way I could have made it. You said the last 10 days were the hardest. I feel yeah. like in the middle there where you're just like, oh, I'm so sick of this. Like a day 25, day 30. And I'm like, I've been doing this for a month. I got another, what, 45 days after that. That's going to be a no for me. Once you're on day 35, your mindset is I've done this for 35 days. I cannot quit now. I've already invested enough that I can't quit now. But at the end, you're like, oh my God, it is so close. The finish line is right AP there. Yeah, I'm gonna skip AP Cal. We don't need to do this. Yeah, you're just like, can we blow this off and go to the mall? I mean, this get in loser, we're going yeah. shopping. That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt, but I completed it. I'm glad I did. We're hoping to have Andy Frisella on the pod, the creator of 75 Hard, to talk about all this St. Louis guy. We are efforting him, as we like to say in the biz, to just talk about this. But I've gotten so many messages, Steve, from people who cheered me on, people I don't even know, you know, my friends who supported me throughout this. It's just been a really cool thing to see people acknowledge that I was doing it and get behind me. I know a couple of people who did it with me. I know a couple of people who started it in the middle of my 75 hard challenge and they're currently doing it. I know a bunch of people who have reached out to me that said maybe in the springtime they're going to do it. And I highly recommend it, but it's going to suck if you do it in the winter because you have to work outside every day. But I also would recommend that you do it before life gets back to normal. If you're going to do it, quarantine slash pandemic is the time to do it. I said to you, spring is the perfect time to do it because yeah. you're heading into summer. You want to have that beach bod. It's not super nice out, but it's not terrible out where you don't want to be outside. That's kind of like when everyone tries to get in their summer body shape, what's up? Flexing the muscles, no big deal thing. Mm -hmm. You're doing it in the time when everyone is gaining weight. You're doing it when it's like, cool, I'm going to add the Thanksgiving 20 or the Christmas 15. Props to you. Are you going to post the before and after? But you, you, I know you take you took before, pictures. Not the before. Just the after. Okay. Just okay. The after. Positive gonna, vibes only on this podcast. Positive, positive <laughs> vibes only. You've read the pillow. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to post the before, but I'm not really a swimsuit poster on Instagram. And all. Oh, really? Things. Shocking. Yeah, shocker. And all, but shout out to the girls that do. Yeah, hey, do you, you know? But um, my pictures that I took every day, because you have to take a progress picture, were all in swimsuits. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. But listen, this outfit under here is pretty, you're going to see the results. We'll put it that way. Looking forward to it. It'll be good. That'll yeah. Be fun. Okay. Well, speaking of clothes, I see you're wearing the Shelly tee. And yes. we need to talk about this. We need to shout out the Shelly's. I... Couldn't love the Shelleys anymore, but after our merch drop, the Shelleys are just everything to us. We dropped merch, as you heard in the last podcast, and we didn't want to promote it on social media. We didn't want to let people know that we were doing it. We wanted it to be people who actually listened to the pod, people who heard us say that we were dropping it, that they loved the pod and that they would go do it. And we sold out in what, 72 hours, Steve? Pretty much. Yeah. It was about three days. 
future Steve and Michelle would probably do things a little bit differently. We bought a certain amount of shirts and we bought equal numbers of sizes of each. Right. And like mediums went <laughs> in two seconds. I think they were yeah, gone within the first day. Right. Apologize to all the mediums out there like myself. The XLs and the smalls, I think, lasted the longest, but they all still went. And, right. uh, you know, we saw people talking about, oh, I want to I want to get a shirt. Are they going to be available again? And I don't know. It was kind of just like a limited thing. We didn't really even know how many to buy. We didn't know what level of interest they were going to have in it. And it was off the charts. We can't believe how awesome it was and how into it people were. So I don't really know what we're going to do in the future. Maybe we'll do another drop and maybe we'll do something different. But we kind of yeah. like keeping it a little bit low key. And, you know, for kind of those first come early, you know, the early morning Shelly's who downloaded as soon as uh, it drops on whatever morning it comes out. So the early it, morning Shelly's get rewarded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We're just super pumped about it. And they should all be in the mail. And hopefully they get there soon. I hope you like them. I'm wearing one right now. And it's genuinely a great shirt. So we'll figure something out in the future. I've worn mine several times and I love it. It's such a good fit. It's such a good fabric. It's cool. It's understated. I'm obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with the Shelly's. Thank you guys for the support on the merch. And like Steve said, maybe we'll do something else, but oh, also our YouTube audience, as we mentioned, thank you to everybody who's watched the pod on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That was cool for us to launch, but also you and I haven't even talked about this <laughs> off pod, <laughs> but I can't believe how many emails we're getting to the website of people yeah. saying that they want more merch or telling us things that they like about the pod or saying, Hey, why, why don't you guys do this? But Steve and I are getting notifications when people email and I keep being like, Oh my God, we got another email. So shout out to all the people who've been emailing us on the website too. Yeah. The website's key. We hope to put, you know, more video content up there, more stuff, maybe condensed versions. If we do a draft, we'll put just the draft up there or something yeah. like that on YouTube. So if you want to go back and check out that alone, you can do that. So uh, basically the podcast went through 75 hard. We are a new best self. But this is going to be a permanent thing going forward. Yes. So we're going to keep all of our good habits that we developed during mm -hmm. 75 Hard for the podcast moving forward. For sure. And uh, yeah, so like I said, I don't know when it'll be, Michelle. We, we talked about it, but there'll be something else in the future uh, with mm -hmm. some sort of merch shop. We have something in mind. We're not going to mm -hmm. quite maybe tease it just yet, but we think you'll like it. And maybe we will drop shirts again. I don't know. I've had people say that they missed out, especially guys that are mediums. Uh, so sorry, but you I missed know. out. Maybe we'll do something again in the future, but we kind of like, we do like the limited drop. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Small, tiny, small batch rollouts. That's what we had in mind. Super exclusive, you know. Yeah. VIP, but we didn't expect that they would go this fast. We thought maybe a week, maybe a month, but the Shelleys, they came yeah, through. Not having to promote it. Not even either of us really promoting it. I think Maddie was the only one that promoted it on social media by accident when she posted a picture of our living room and there were like 50 bags in there. People, <laughs> yeah. you know, small talk shipping headquarters, which is pretty funny, but uh, yeah, we didn't really promote it at all, which is really cool. So we're happy that the people that got to listen to it first were the people that, you know, had first shot at getting shirts. People kept DMing me pictures of their receipts because they were excited. And I was like, oh, I want to share this. But I kept trying to cover up <laughs> on social media what people were buying because we had talked about not promoting it. So I didn't want to reveal what we had done. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, man, should I not have shared that? Because what if people haven't listened to the pod and they didn't get it yet? Because they were going fast. They were flying off the shelves. So I was kind of concerned about sharing even a little bit of info because I wanted the true blue Shelly's to listen to it and go ahead and snag it first. And you and I are kind of weird about pushing stuff on people. We yeah, like things to like be that. organic. You know, we don't want to be like, Hey, well, I want to buy this t-shirt, you know, because oh, we wanted shirts and we knew people would want them as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, for us to be on there being like, buy this shirt, you know, on sale now, get it while you can. Like, that's just not us. So no, not it was cool the way that it turned out that we didn't really have to do that at all because you guys are awesome. 
Yeah, I felt even weird this week on our show, Steve, on my radio show, we were raising money for the charity that I support, the Little Bit Foundation. And I felt so annoying posting. We only had a few days to raise our goal of $10,000. So I wanted to remind people, hey, if you haven't donated, please do. But even that, I was like, God, is this really annoying that I'm doing this all the time that I keep reminding people? But I was like, hey, it's for the kids. It's for charity. It's for the kids. But if that tells you, it's for the kids, right? But if that tells you anything, I was uncomfortable posting about charity, about donating for charity. So you can imagine how uncomfortable Steve and I are plugging our merch that we made. This just gets back to our conversation of the cool no one cares. And it was one of the best ones you've ever done. And it is the random person you went to high school with just trying to sell you terrible shit that they've made or if they have an Etsy account be like constantly promoting their Etsy account on Facebook or constantly trying to get you into a pyramid scheme we just want to be the opposite of that so we don't even like dipping our toe in that water but again we didn't have to do it you guys are awesome and uh, worked out pretty well so uh, to those of you that got it or bought it as a Christmas gift uh, make sure you send us pictures because I do want to see people wearing them Oh yeah. Tweet us, Instagram us, whatever your social, or maybe send it to the website, whatever you want to do. Right. We, we do want to see you in your Shelly shirts. That will be very cool. Maybe we'll put together a little montage on a social sizzle media. reel. Yeah. A little sizzle reel people in their For shirts. When we make it big time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Speaking of fashion, because I texted Steve this last night, we were like, what do we want to talk about on the pod this week? And I said, I have a major question for you, a lifestyle question that I have been pondering. Speaking of our shirts, because our shirts are casual. They're leisurely, if you will. It's a long sleeve t-shirt. But with Christmas coming up, I started thinking about this time of year. And normally, you're all dressed up all the time. You're going to holiday parties. You get dressed up to take Christmas pictures with your family. Normally, I don't know about you, Steve, but we get dressed up to go to midnight mass. And then, you know, we are dressed up to be with our family at Christmas. Mm -hmm. No one is getting dressed up this year. I feel like even if families are getting together, no one's like, hey, put on your best dress or your best suit. They're like, just come over, man. (laughs) Just come over. We're doing Christmas PJs, whatever. And it got me thinking, is fashion dead? Is fashion dead? Because even with the vaccine rolling out, this is probably going to last another year. At least some version of this is going to last at least a year people working from home, people not getting together as much. And I just wonder, Steve, if we as a society are going to be casual and comfort only moving forward. Because if you think about the state of fashion in America, think about the old days. People used to wear a full suit and a fedora Mm -hmm. to go to a baseball game. Women used to get dressed up in their best outfits to travel. Now we're in yoga pants and we're in gym shorts. Even when we go out in public pre-pandemic, I mean, we were trending this way anyway, where people were dressing for lack of a better term in a sloppy way all the time. And I just wonder, sloppy sheep, sloppy sheep, right? I just wonder if moving forward, people are not going to care about fashion or care about what they look like. Okay. It's an excellent question. I thought about it a ton. I've even had this conversation with my friends recently. Cause I have a buddy, um, Jeremy, my buddy, Jeremy, who I talked about in a couple podcasts ago, who's a big fan of dude looks like a lady. Uh, song <laughs> yes. from Aerosmith. Uh, he, Which, by the way, r- quick aside, when I went to work out yesterday, it was playing on the speakers <laughs> no at my way. gym, and I was. Why crying. would that be on a playlist? Why would that be on a workout playlist? That doesn't make any sense. That's not a workout song. Like, what it are we doing? It was on a classic rock station. To be fair, it was a classic rock. Okay, station, but I all of a sudden anyway. I was like, "Is that dude looks like a lady?" <laughs> So Jeremy, he likes to buy a lot of clothes. Like he's just really into buying things at whatever, you know, Banner Public, J. Crew, like that kind of situation. Yeah. And I've kind of gone the reverse on that. So we're having this conversation. I don't feel like I need any more clothes. And then you talk, you talk about Christmas time and your parents and my in-laws or whatever. Like, what do you want for Christmas? And I feel like I never want anything. I don't need anything. I'm obviously right. 
very fortunate, but I'm also not that kind of person that just wants these weird materialistic things. And also if I really wanted it, I'll just go and buy it. Right. So, you know, clothes is typically what you ask for, for Christmas from your parents. Right. Especially when you get over a certain age. Now, when you're a kid, clothes are the worst thing you possibly get. It sucks. If I'm not getting a Sega game or if I'm not getting some kind of new, I don't know, sort sort of golf club or sports toy when I was a kid, it was the end of the world. But, you know, clothes, probably when you're in high school and on is what you get. But this year, I'm like, I don't even really need any clothes. I don't even really want any clothes because who do I see? Who do we go out with? I think I put on real pants maybe 10 times since the pandemic started. Now, obviously, my situation is a little bit unique, but I don't really wear clothes. I don't dress to impress anymore. But I think what the difference is, though, Michelle, is that fashion is not that we've lost fashion. It's that fashion has become lack of fashion, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, Go on. Fashion has become how to look, as I said, like sloppy chic. It's sort of the, you know, the athleisure movement where everyone's wearing, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. yoga pants. Dudes are now wearing, you know, the, uh, the jogger pants and hoodies. And that it's typically sleek looking. It's a lot of it's all black and it looks mm-hmm. good, but it's not like your traditional. I'm wearing a suit or I'm putting on a sweater. or I'm looking good to go out to dinner. That sort of, I think that's just the way style has sort of evolved. And you can say whether or not you like it or not, but I think that is the style is looking like you don't give a shit and wearing sweatpants around. So I get your point. You're saying style is dead. It's not dead. It's just evolving. Like it always does. But even though athleisure was cool and that comfy chic was a thing, there still was high fashion, right? There was still a space where people got dressed up and they wore dresses or where you would wear a suit or you would wear nice pants and a blazer, something like that. Whereas now we don't even have those opportunities really Mm -hmm. to get dressed up. And so when you're in the routine of that, you like the effort of getting dressed up. And I know a lot of people have said, God, it would be so great to just get really dressed up and go out on the town for one night. But when I have to get dressed up to do things, basically anything for work, it is so tedious to me now. Now it's like, oh my God, I have to blow dry my hair. I have to put on makeup. I have to worry about <laughs> what I'm going to wear. It's stressful. We're having this renaissance, right? Where we're cataloging what's important to us. We're really power ranking what is important in life now because we're not distracted by all of these things. We're talking about health, family, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you're going down the list. And I wonder if that is going to permeate into what we do with our clothes. Even when people are going back into the office, even when people are going out to dinner, if they're like, you know what? I have a finite amount of time in my day. I'm not spending two hours getting ready. That's the Steve Jobs, Sam Hinkie thing where it's like, I don't want to waste any time thinking about what my wardrobe looks like. I have plenty of other things to worry about. So I'm just going to buy 15 blue blazers and 15 white shirts. And that's what I'm going to wear if I'm Sam Hinkie. I'm going to wear, you know, what is it? The the mock black turtleneck thing, whatever that Steve Jobs wore because they didn't want, they didn't now. I think it's a little bit egotistical to be like, ah, I'm so important that I don't have time to think about what I could wear every day. That is a little bit ridiculous. And there's a good chance that I probably wouldn't be friends with that guy in real life. But I get the point of it. I think about, you know, and for you, for girls, but even for me doing my hair, right? I become much more of a hat person because I don't want to put product in my hair. I just want to put a hat on and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and do that because it's easier. And I don't think anybody really cares. Plus hat guys, I think hat guys look good now. Um, Not fedora guy, but, you know, ball cap guy. And- So I, I just kind of think we've sort of evolved as a society where, you know, you're right. I was, I remember watching Peaky Blinders, right. And it was a sign of your status based on whether or not you were wearing a well-tailored suit, you know, all those guys in the family, uh, Silly Murphy, what's up? Love Silly Murphy. Shouts out to him. Super good looking dude. I've actually thought about doing that haircut a bunch of times, but again, that haircut would actually take a lot of work and I didn't really want to put that much work into it. But all those guys, when they got rich, they would always dress up in these amazing suits. I remember my grandfather back in the day was always kind of dressed in a nice cardigan and maybe a tie and, and a suit or and, and a collared shirt. And 
Now the cool kids, the sign of you being an elite person is wearing trendy workout clothes. So I think it's all about people want to be more comfortable. Living life is a little bit easier, but I still think that that's fashion. And, and here's the thing too, and we're going to talk about this in a second, the Taylor Swift song, because there's a song in her new album, Evermore, about how, what is it? She comes back like a 90s trend. I think that's yeah, one of the, that's yeah, one yeah. of the songs that everyone, or one of the lyrics, that's one of the things that everyone's probably posting on Instagram now um, and their captions, but it's true. And I think everything is very cyclical. So eventually, I don't know when it'll be, but eventually people will go back to wearing, you know, suits again, that'll be in maybe 20, 30 years from now. But right now we couldn't be any further from that. I just wonder if fashion as a whole is dead. I don't even know no. if the suit is going to come back. I wonder it if will. I wonder if the suit is only going to be reserved for weddings or for major events, because for instance, there's hardly anyone in our office anymore. Most people are working from home. It's essential employees only. If you're on the air production, there's some management people there. And there were some people that in my entire career, I never saw them in jeans. They were in a suit to work every day. And since this has started, jeans, hoodie, tennis shoes every day. Mm -hmm. So even the people who were conditioned to get dressed up every day are like, forget this. And at what point are we going to be like, hey, remember how you've been wearing a hoodie and jeans and it's way more comfortable than sweating in a suit all day. But guess what? It's September 21st, 2021. And now that X amount of people have had the vaccine go back to wearing a suit. No one's going to want to do that. No one's going to want to be like, I think yeah, let me go ahead and wear a suit every day to work again. I know what you're saying, but I think you're underestimating just how weird of a time this is for everyone. And everyone just kind of has to do what they do to get by. But things things will go back to normal. That's what they do. That's what they do. Things will change too. There will be some sort of different fashion trend, but I would argue that this is fashion. You know, you're saying that fashion's oh, dead. Yeah. I'd argue that this is fashion. fashion. This Steve is not fashion. Shout out to the Shelly shirts. We love the Shelly shirts. They're not fashion. My Margot and Todd running jacket is not fashion. This is what you wear when you don't have to think about an outfit. Okay. And Amazing point here. Amazing point that I'm about to <laughs> pat yourself on the back. Pat myself on the back because it just happened. So I went to Catholic school for 12 years. And the best part about going to Catholic school is that you wear a uniform every yeah. single day. You talked about the Steve Jobs thing. Wearing a uniform to work is awesome. It is amazing. Think about how much you would get done in the morning if you just had to wear that Shelly shirt every day. If you had eight <laughs> Shelly shirts that you could rotate every day, the choice that I had to make every day as a girl going to Catholic school is, am I going to wear the white polo, the navy polo, or the butter? There was a yellow one That's called butter. And I just had to decide which color every day. That's it. It's so fascinating to me too, as a kid who went to public school that didn't really experience that and thought that that was so weird when I was a kid to be like, well, I can't wear what I want. That's lame as hell. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, that actually kind of makes a ton of sense. It's awesome. The kids just wear what they wear every day. There doesn't have to be some sort of competition about it at school. It's an equalizer. Um, but how did people stand apart? Did people wear their uniforms different ways that were cooler no. than others? Or was it just all the same and everybody was the same? Because Everybody was the same. So girls could wear khaki pants if they wanted, or we had a uniform skirt. And some girls who wore wear the khaki pants. I'd like to, I mean, that's probably well, sometimes I, when it was cold out, girls didn't want to wear the skirts when it was cold out, okay. wear pants. I feel um, like it's tough for a girl to look good in khaki pants. I'm not going to lie there. What? I mean, it's the same I mean, as dudes don't even look good pants. in khakis sometimes. If you're wearing khakis, I don't, mm, I don't know. Khakis aren't really a thing. Listen, I'm sure at Catholic school, they weren't like, Hey, maybe we shouldn't have the girls wear khaki <laughs> pants because their asses might not look great. Enough. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a good call. But I would wear the skirt. I was a fan of the butter. So I wear the butter yellow, my Catholic schoolgirl skirt, knee-high socks, and Mary Jane Doc Martin shoes almost every day. Or some days, if I was feeling a little sporty, ankle socks and my Nike, my pink sporty Nike Michelle. socks. Yeah, sporty Michelle. <laughs> but 
that was the biggest decision I had to make every day. What color is my shirt? What kind of shoes am I wearing? So when you went to college, it's weird to me. So you would go to school, you would do all these things, you wear the same uniform. And then when you go out to functions, school functions, were you allowed to wear stuff that wasn't the uniform? How did that work? Is that where people were like, oh, I'm stepping out tonight. Like I'm going to show people what my wardrobe really looks like. And people were like, oh, damn, Michelle, what's up? Right. Haven't seen her in that light before. It's like a 90s movie all over again. Is Michelle wearing a tube top from Express? (laughs) Yeah. Whereas every day in public school was kind of a competition. Not like, even though people weren't competing, but yeah, you wanted to look good. You wanted to look good for the girls yeah. and you wanted to, I'm sure the girls wanted to look good for the guys. And a lot of that was your wardrobe. It's such a weird culture to me to have you. That wasn't a thing that you guys worried about, but then it would no. be a big thing that you'd worry about outside of school. But think about it. You only had to have a handful of outfits that you really liked to wear on the weekend or whatever. Think mm-hmm. about how much. I prefer that. Yeah. Think about Mm -hmm. how much smaller your closet is and how much run you would get out of one shirt because you might wear it early September to a party on a Friday and then revisit it at the end of October. And people forgot that you wore it in September. You could wear it to Shane's birthday and then also to Mike's birthday and no one would know. It might be different now with social media, but back in the day, no one was like, Michelle, didn't you wear that Abercrombie shirt like two months ago? People were like, hey, sick shirt. I'm a very big, even now, I don't like to wear the same thing. And I think in my head, I'm like, oh, I wore that a week ago. People are going to know that I wore that a week ago. I can't wear that yeah. again now. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Like, nobody, cool, get, nobody cares. Nobody t- keeps tabs unless you're like, a famous person or you're a psychopath. Nobody keeps tabs on what other people wear and how yeah. often they wear it. Um, so for me now, and obviously we go out a lot less, but I have like, three outfits that I wear when we're going out during the last probably, during most of the pandemic. And a lot of them is just a hoodie, maybe a vest, jeans. Um, a lot of them are very, are sweatshirt related. And that's to your point about like not really caring, but also I think that's fashionable and it's comfortable. You know what? I'm declaring it right now on small talk. We all need uniforms. People that work for the, for the, the USPS, they have it made. They just get to wear a uniform every day. I want to bring the uniform back. What should the American uniform uniform be? If every American, I mean, first off, people would lose their freaking minds. I mean, if people are already mad about having to wear a mask and why that's infringing upon their rights, imagine imagine if they were told they have to wear a certain uniform. My God, like if the, suc- if the secession wasn't already happening, it's going to happen after that. But hypothetically speaking, if everybody was on board, what would the American uniform look like? I don't even really know. Great question. I think it's jeans. I think it's a t-shirt. And I think it's white Chuck Taylors, Converse. I think it's very casual. I think that's, it's cool. It is cool, but not everybody's cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's a cool look. It's like almost like the Bruce Springsteen look, white yeah. tee, jeans, and sneakers. But yeah, but the, what's more American than that? Yeah, I don't Teams know. Jeans are mean, American. T shirt comfort is American. No, I don't have a better rebuttal. That actually probably is a good one. I mean, jeans, t shirt, and Chuck Taylor. You're right. What's more American than that? And then and you, you can know, dress it up your own way. But think about how awesome that would be if you just had, if every day you were like, okay, t-shirt, jeans, Chuck Taylors, boom, done, out the door. Same t-shirt or you could wear whatever t-shirt you want. Whatever t-shirt you want. But you just knew everyone's what in What kind of jeans are we talking? Are we talking acid whatever wash? Jeans, are we talking light? Are we talking dark? Want. So Listen, any kind of jean. If okay. bootleg looks good on you, you wear a bootleg. If you are brave enough to wear carpenter jeans, you go ahead and do that. If you want to wear back. skinny jeans, great. Jinko. Probably not. We'll leave those out of it. Do it at your own risk if you want to wear Jinkos. Speaking of jeans and weird fits and Jinkos, I look back at some of my photos. You know, you wore obviously the uniforms. It wasn't really a big deal, but I look back at the pants that I wore in middle school and high school and I'm like, what the heck? Why did I wear a size that was like nine sizes too big on me? Why did anyone say that's a stupid look? And I wonder now if like in 20 years and probably will, like maybe even 10 years, we're going to look back and be like, look at these idiot kids wearing these jeans that are tight as hell, these skinny jeans. What a loser. You think they look good in real time. Somehow, 
And about this goes back to our conversation that the early 2000s is sneaky, the weirdest decade that Super there weird. is because style was terrible. Music was kind of weird. People were just kind of weird in general. And that adds to it. I look at what I wore then and I go, what the hell was I thinking? Maddie always jokes, I didn't find style until like five years ago. There were some suspect khakis in my closet. I got to tell you, you know, you mentioned the fit. It wasn't even necessarily a bootleg. It was kind of just straight down. I vaguely remember girls when I was in high school and middle school, whatever, wearing scarves as belts. Do you remember that trend? (laughs) (laughs) Why was that a thing? I remember an ex-girlfriend. Chain belt. Do you remember like the chain chain belts? Yep. Yep. Jeans were like super low rise too, which looked I couldn't wear those. I was not kind of looked terrible. Uh if you look back. That was like the Paris Hilton thing and the Britney Spears thing. I was never allowed to wear the low-rise jean. Well, you lucked out because that's not a good look. Well, remember girls would have their thongs hanging out of their jeans. It was called the Do I remember? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yes, I do remember. Uh, it was just weird. Oh, was it weird for you, young Steve, watching girls with their whale tails out of their pants? Listen, I don't want to call myself ahead of the curve, ahead of my time, but I'll say this here. I'll give myself, like you gave it, I'll give myself a pat on the back. I always thought that was kind of sketchy and weird. And I get the purpose of it. And I, the thing that comes to mind always is super bad, like the redheaded chick that McLovin is trying to get with. Oh, Remember, yeah, yeah, she wore right. like the tight jeans and she had her thong hanging out and that was somehow hot. I was always kind of like, I'm going to zag on that. That's not that hot. Can I tell you what it would always remind me of? Because girls that I knew did not wear that, but if you go- Imagine in Catholic school, someone walks down all in their khakis and their thongs hanging out. We used to have- The nuns would have lost their minds. You get hit with a a paddle or something. They used to measure our skirts with a ruler to make sure they were long enough. No, there were rules in in public school too, though, for skirts and things. There were, I don't know what they were, but there were rules. You couldn't wear shirts that were too high or skirts that were too high too. I don't know. So it wasn't just the wild west in public school, Michelle. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what you guys are doing over there in public school. <laughs> but when I would see girls at the mall or something, Steve, with the whale tail out, this is so weird. But I would always think, is someone going to run up and give them a wedgie? It just seems like an invitation to a wedgie. No? Uh, I don't know any dudes that would do that. Is that something girls would do? I don't know. No. <laughs> Thong wedgies? But doesn't it seem like, this is just what we're going to do here? Well, on top of that, it also just seems really uncomfortable in general to wear that around. I, I can't imagine that's very comfortable. But what? admittedly, never worn a thong before, so... Wow. I know. No thongs for you. I thought you were European. Well, do dudes in Europe wear thongs? I don't know. I know they wear Speedos. Speedos Have you ever worn a Speedo? No, but I was messing with Will all the time because he still wears Speedos when he swims. And I'm like, dude, that is- He does? You can't be the guy to show up to the YMCA. Even if you were a former water polo player, which he is, or a former swimmer, that guy is automatically weird and made fun of. That's just as bad- In a public place, like at the gym? If he he was- If he was swimming laps at a gym, he's wearing a Speedo. And I'm like, Will, that's weird. I'm sorry. I love you. You're awesome. You're the man. One of my favorite people there is. But I would make fun of you and judge you for that. I would put that right up there with naked guy at the gym. Is guy doing laps in a Speedo. It's just, you don't do it. It's the unwritten rule of the lie. Does he wear a Speedo at the beach? It's worse at the beach. No, he doesn't do it at the beach. That that is a European. That's just straight up European, dude. So that's you. Then if you really want to be European, Steve, you need to wear a Speedo at the beach. I pick and choose the best parts of being Euro. And I would consider that not being the best part of being a Euro as a Speedo. I've never understood Speedos. Um, it's weird. There's all these Italian, not even Italian soccer players, but just soccer players in general. They'll be on vacation in the Maldives or they'll be on vacation in Mykonos and they're just wearing a Speedo. I'm like, dude, you're an incredibly successful, hot soccer player. And mm-hmm. you look like an idiot right now because you're wearing a Speedo. But you know the what girls they want to do? They want to tan their thighs. I get that. Skies out, thighs out. But now we've got short shorts. Now you wear short. My bathing suits are probably like five inches long. They're super short. And you know, you just walk around, you you could fold them up a little bit, but I would never go Speedo because it's tight. I don't want things to be tight on me like that. Okay. What's the difference if you're wearing a Speedo or if you're wearing booty shorts, Steve? 
they're not booty shorts though, Michelle, because they're not tight. Again, they're baggy-ish shorts, but they're short shorts. It's like almost shorts from the 80s in the NBA. That's what my bathing suit looks like, but not as tight. Like, what are we talking? Mid-thigh? Above mid-thigh? Mid-thigh. Mid-thigh. Above mid-thigh is a little aggressive. Mid-thigh. But if you're also, here's yeah. the other thing. It goes two ways because if you're also the guy at the beach wearing board shorts below the knee, that's also a psychopath move. I don't know who still does that besides dads. Weird dads. Below the knee? People do that? People still, oh my goodness. Take a walk down the beach. I've seen it at the Cape. There's oh. dudes wearing board shorts from like Quicksilver and they're somehow still below their knees. And I'm like, dude, do you not care about thigh tanning? What's going on here? Help yourself out. <laughs> I think if you buy those shorts, Steve, or that bathing suit, thigh tanning is not on your Probably radar. Probably not. No, you're Probably into, uh, you're into bodyboarding and bodyboarding. You have to be wearing a certain swimsuit to go body surfing. And I think it does have to be below the knee. Probably. You don't see like a European guy in like a trendy outfit body surfing. <laughs> that guy is oiling himself up. He's having his girl oil himself up on the beach. He is very much into self-care, not body surfing. The Speedo guy does not body surf. No, 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 no. <laughs> There's no crossover there. Again, the Venn diagram is two circles for that. Okay, this is going to be a shorter pod this week. We're going to get to a review here in a second and reveal something that we're going to do for the Shelleys at the end of the pod. But we did want to let you know that we're not going to do a pod next week because it's Christmas. And busy. Sorry. You know, tis the season. We're taking a week off. It's the only week the entire year that we've taken off, but we will be back after that for a New Year's Eve, Steve, I guess. It's the end of 2020. Let's get together and wrap it up podcast. That just but- made me think it would be funny to do a live New Year's Eve podcast. Uh, where people could join in, but and we could have beverages. But I'd almost want to talk to the Shelleys more. I wouldn't want it to be a show. I would just want it to be like a mingle yeah. session. Wait, can we do that? Can we figure out how to do, you know? I mean, I'm not busy. <laughs> <laughs> There's that app um, that's a house party app. Or maybe we could just start a Zoom and we could send out the Zoom link. Not on New Year's Eve, because your girl is going to do something, but. Some we- random day. Yeah. Or some night. Like, yeah. How about like January 6th or something? Just some random lame January day. We're like, here's the Zoom link. Any Shelly can pop in. We'll do an hour, AMA, whatever. Yeah. Maybe we'll, I think there's a way to do that on YouTube Live too, probably. Oh, and we cool. could uh, shout out to Branding. We'll grow the YouTube channel. What's up? Um, so TBD, but I like that idea. And maybe yeah, people can fire us, fire uh, questions at us, and maybe we'll post that pod, you know, on its own yeah. as some sort of special thing. We'll have a couple of adult beverages content. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think adult beverages are necessary. Come on. Listen, I can drink now. So I'm going to be drinking a lot. That's true. Michelle's back. Now back to her, uh, her devious ways. Have you had a drink yet? I'm about to. Oh, uh, what's up? <laughs> Wine? Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. So my friends are the best. And I had a girlfriend drop me. Katie, shout out to Katie. Listens to the pod. Up, Got me off a, a gooey butter cake mm-hmm. from Russell's. Had a fork full of that before we started. My friend Jennifer Feldman also listens to the pod. Shout out Jennifer. Sent me a Starbucks gift card in my email saying she was proud of me and my first coffee's on her. And then I had a couple of friends drop off bottles of wine outside my door being like, you've earned this kid. Enjoy. You have. I mean, we are stocked, but my friends are so thoughtful. My co-host Randy Carricker brought me in a bottle of my favorite wine. He's like, have a good night. (laughs) Have fun. 75 straight days of just being the best person you could be. And then you're going to have, you're just going to go off the deep end now. <laughs> Things are going to get super weird. You're going to wake up like, on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. Be I'm awesome. really concerned actually about drinking because I'm like a baby deer that has wobbly legs and that doesn't know what they're doing. So I have a feeling I'm going to have one sip and be wasted. So don't worry. Before we do the group YouTube thing with the Shelleys, I'll make sure I'm a little bit more. <laughs> You'll seasoned. ease yourself back into it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's that that 
That would yeah. be fun. We should do that. That'd be a blast. Okay, before we get to a review, though, Taylor Swift dropped a new album. And because yeah. I liked Folklore, I'm not exactly a Swifty fan, but she did sway me. I did like yeah. Folklore. We both listened to it. It's called Evermore. Steve, quickly, your official review. I thought that her transition from country to pop, which I didn't really love, to even the Reputation thing, which was kind of like an angry album. And I think her last couple of albums before Folklore weren't really well received. They didn't get a ton of love from the Academy. And I thought Folklore was this artsy album. It was really different. It kind of fit the time of the quarantine. Everyone was yeah. kind of in a weird mood. And that whole album was a weird mood, but in, in a it great was way. Exactly. In a great way. I just kind of feel like this is a little bit too far here on Evermore. My first listen through, I've listened to it twice now through. I've Mm -hmm. listened to some songs more than that, but twice fully through now. It just feels like all the B songs that didn't make folklore. You know, I know the song is a little bit different vibe to it. It's not necessarily as emotional. It's not necessarily as depressing. And some of the collabs I was excited about, obviously, Boney Bear's back in there again. Uh, Haim, is it Haim or Haim? I never know what what the hell their name is, but I know their music. Um, I was interested to see them. The National, I'm not a big National fan. I know, he, I know he worked a lot on the album, but I was never really kind of into them. But all right, some big names. And the, actually, there's this one track, I forget which one it is, where the secret vocals is actually Marcus Mumford. So shouts out Mumford and Sons, what's up? All but right. I just I just kind of feel like this album is just meh. I think both of us just said, it's not as good as Folklore. You know, and we asked the question when we were talking about Folklore, what's next for Taylor? Is she going to stick in this lane or, or do something else? And I like that she pivots to a lot of different genres, but mm-hmm. this one just didn't really do it for me. And there's a couple songs that I like, but overall, I'm, I'm not really going to put this album on again. My official review, you already said it, is meh. Meh. I liked Willow. I liked Ivy. Yeah. But that's Ivy's it. a good song. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those are the only two that I was like, yeah, I'll maybe listen to those again. And I listened to it twice through too, which is more than I've ever listened to any Taylor albums outside of folklore in my life. But I did my pod homework. We were going to talk about it. So I wanted to make sure I was versed on it. And I listened to it once through. I was texting my friend JD, who, as we know, is a big Taylor Swift guy. And he was like, yeah, you know, you need to give it a second listen. So I did. I gave it a second listen. And I was like, Willow, I really like. Ivy is good. The rest, we're good here. You and I, but are I appreciate we, her as a lyricist and as a songwriter. She's very good. I do, She's although a good I storyteller. I, I, you're right, but again, I kind of feel like folklore was just better in all the in all, oh, yeah, in all of those ways. It just feels like this was the okay. I had you know 15 songs left over. Let's just put them on an album, um, which I know it wasn't, and it's very dismissive. And I'm, you know me, I'm pro Taylor. I think Taylor's great, and you are I pro like, Taylor. and I like that she tries different things. The songs I like on the album are "Tis the Damn Season." I think that's a good, that's a good song. I actually really like the song Evermore with, with Boney Bear. That's a classic Boney Bear. His voice kind of really comes out yeah. uh, in that. But Ivy's okay. I don't like Willow at all. Champagne problems, I didn't like at all. You didn't like Willow. Willow I didn't like Willow. It just kind of feels like meh. And then No Body, No Crime, I kind of like it because it's got a country vibe to it. And I miss Country Taylor. You know this. I miss Country Taylor. In fact, yeah. I wish she would zag back. I, if her next album come out, I wish she would go back to the original Taylor. Not that she has to stick in that lane, but I think I kind of miss that version of her. And, and a little bit of that came out in No Body, No Crime. But again, I think the best way I could say it, I really have no interest in kind of going back and listening to this album. Whereas Folklore, I'm, I'll probably listen to that for the rest of my life. I think it's that good. No Body, No Crime to me was like a new age version of Earl Had to Die. Yes. it oh, also goodbye, said, Earl. Dixie it Chicks. All, Remember that song? Uh, yeah, that's what that, I, was, I knew. Earl had to die. Remember that? And I knew what you're talking about. I didn't know exactly the name of the song, but it also kind of made me think of a Carrie Underwood song, right? What's the song? Yeah. I don't know, but not a poppy-ish version. What is it, Steve? I couldn't hear you. Can you what's go that ahead? song called? That dub might to the side, which by the way, is a great song. Keep okay? going. I, I don't I don't know if I'm familiar uh, it is, with it. It's uh, a pretty little four-wheel drive, right? Is there more? I don't know. No, we're done. Come on. Get <laughs> we're, we're done here. 
I've sung enough. I've embarrassed myself enough. <laughs> but I said, and by the way, I sang at the end of last pod, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, but you did. Good one. I just feel like that. I get the vibe of it, but it's, it doesn't feel like a Taylor Swift song. You know, it feels like a, it feels like a Carrie Underwood song. It feels like a, mm-hmm. a Dixie chick song. And I, mm-hmm. I, she's great. She obviously takes a lot of chances, which I like, but I kind of feel like her in making music, she kind of goes all over the place. It's kind of mm-hmm. like how I listen to music. I'll be in a pop mood one day. I'll be in a country mood the other day. I'll be in a folk mood the next day. That's kind of how Taylor now makes music, which I don't know yeah. if it's a good or a bad thing, even though I acknowledge that she's super talented, that she can even do that. Right. Official review though. It was, it was fine. It was fine. But good for you, Taylor, for just having so many songs in your heart that you could release that much music in one calendar year. I do appreciate that out of her. Well, now that we have reviewed Evermore, Steve, why don't we get to a review of our podcast, eh? How do you like that transition? I like it because we were just, could be critical of them. We welcome people to be critical <laughs> of us or give us a five-star review, whatever you feel like. Yeah. If you haven't already- Preferably the latter. Like- Yeah, preferably the five stars. But if you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk. It's a black box with white writing. Subscribe to it, rate it, as Steve mentioned, preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like this one from Nathan's Baby, Steve. Nathan's Baby. Okay. Who says, Blonded, five stars. Michelle having three Frank Ocean songs in her 2020 rap is the (laughs) epitome of this year. Nothing wrong with that since Frank is the GOAT. Love the pod. When are you guys going to start posting video streams of the pod? I love watching the Zoom clips y'all post on Instagram. Well, Nathan's baby, you will be pleased to know. You must not have listened to last week's pod that we are now posting the pods on YouTube. So Steve, how can they find us on YouTube? Just search for Small Talk on YouTube and they can subscribe to our channel. You're the tech guy here. I think the best way to do it, Michelle, we'll tweet out the link and we'll put it on Instagram as well. Um, We'll probably pin the tweet where you can just click that and that'll be our YouTube page. Um, That's probably the easiest way because people probably already follow there anyway and we can get our YouTube thing going. That way when you search YouTube or you search Small Talk on YouTube, it'll be the first thing that comes up when we're super huge. What's up? Um, Ah, I love that. But yeah, no, uh, the video thing will be really fun and I think people are really excited about it. And also, you know, we're going to start trying to post some some shorter clips on there as well, not just full episodes. It'll be a thing, but I'm still trying to get my feet wet in, in the YouTube game a little bit. I'm still learning. Uh, yeah. I feel incredibly old sometimes when I do these things, these new tech things, even though YouTube has been around for a long time. But uh, yeah, no, we're learning. We're happy it's up there. And, you know, if you like to watch it that way, by all means, do it. I'm always amazed that that many people are willing to watch live radio shows or watch podcasts. It's yeah. like people watch the Joe Rogan podcast or people watch these random shows. And uh, it's pretty impressive. So it's, it's about time we're on there. I don't know shit about YouTube. I texted Steve the other day and I said, who's Jake Paul? I don't even. Which is a good question. Him. He's clearly so popular, but that tells you how old and out of touch I've become is that I don't even know who he is. The only thing you need to know is he tries to fight everybody now. Apparently now he wants to fight Conor McGregor, which seems like a terrible idea as a guy whose main you know claim to fame is being a YouTube guy. Now he is in good shape, but I don't care. Conor McGregor is Conor freaking McGregor, dude. Like when he, just cause you knocked out Nate Robinson, who's like a, five foot five NBA player doesn't mean that you can beat up a professional fighter. So I kind of hope he gets his ass kicked. I don't even know who he is. Well, the reason I texted you is because I saw that video he posted taunting Conor McGregor. And he said so many mean things about (laughs) Conor McGregor's wife and people that say really, really mean things like that publicly are so scary to me because I'm like, if you could be that mean, in public, you're capable of anything. People that are blatantly mean like that are very scary to me because I could never in my wildest dreams ever comprehend a scenario where I would come on and be like, hey, your wife's a four. 
that is really hurtful and really mean. And that is frightening to me. Doing that publicly is rough. I know you can do it behind the scenes. Like, you know, you know, people do, people do that to their friends. It's one thing, but to say it out loud, especially when you're a famous person to just, there's something, it feels like it's a little, you've gone a little bit too far, but again, he's this 23 year old cocky dude who thinks he could fight the world. I kind of hope he gets his ass kicked. So that's what I'll be rooting for. I hope the fight happens and I hope McGregor knocks him out, even though McGregor's not a great dude either, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying that's the only thing I know about this guy is that he was on YouTube and that he said mean but, things about Conor McGregor's wife. But that's how you become famous right now in this social media world is to say the most outlandish thing and then people gravitate to it and they want to watch you fight somebody else. And I don't know, maybe we should call more people out here on Small Talk, start talking more shit. Although we do talk a lot of shit. So I guess it's just... Uh, okay, if we're going to do this, can I talk shit about one person? I want to talk right shit about, about Larsa Pippen before we wrap up. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. In the sports world, you know, we do this segment called You're Killing Me Smalls, where I'll crowdsource some fun off-the-wall sports stories that we normally wouldn't talk about. And my co-host, Randy, loves TMZ sports. The stories on there are ridiculous, right? So he says on our show, have you seen this thing about Larsa Pippen and Malik Beasley? I'm like, no, what is it? He's like, oh, he left his wife and his children and his stripper side piece for Larsa Pippen, who's twice his age. And I looked at the photo, and it's Larsa and it's Malik Beasley. And she has a son who's basically his age and she's wearing overalls with no shirt on underneath. And respect that you're that comfortable with your body and age is just a number. But in that moment, I thought, what does your son think about this? What does your son think of you walking around with no shirt on under your overalls and you dating his peer? What is that like for you if you are the son? And maybe the son's cool with it. Maybe I don't the think son he is. on well, maybe the son on vacation, Steve, is like, hey, mom, I'm so glad you're wearing a thong bathing suit. Maybe pose like this. I'll take your Instagram pictures and get your angles right. Maybe that's the son. I don't know their relationship, but I can tell you how I would feel if my mom showed up on Instagram in a thong on vacation and some thotty pics. I would not be pleased if that was my mom. The only thing worse than an Instagram boyfriend is an Instagram son. Like imagine being an Instagram son. Like, mom, yeah, you've already taken a certain amount of pictures, mom. You look fine. No, mom, put your butt cheeks down. Quit squeezing your boot. Like, I don't understand it from the NBA player's perspective. I guess now Malik Beasley, obviously I knew who Malik Beasley was because I follow the NBA, but the average person doesn't know who Malik Beasley is. And now mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, Malik Beasley, this average NBA guard, all of a sudden is all over TMZ sports and he's probably on E and all these different things. And people, you know, like you and, and you know, people know who this guy is now in the mainstream. It's kind of funny. Right. And I guess that's good for your brand, but I don't understand why these dudes, like the Kardashian deal, they always date like B, C, or D level NBA players now. They've gone so far on the totem pole. It's, it's almost kind of embarrassing. Age is just a number. Do what you want. I don't care if she wants to pull a Demi Moore and date a younger guy. Sucks that he was married with kids. <laughs> Listen, I don't know the whole story. All I know is that if that was my mom, like if I woke up in the morning and I'm scrolling my timeline and I see a picture of my mom in overalls with no shirt on underneath and she's holding hands with a married guy with kids that is also my age, I would not be pumped. That's all I'm saying from I a kid's perspective. I wouldn't wish someone's mom being a thought on my worst enemy. That seems like a terrible situation. And here's the thing. Do you ever grow out of being a thought? When do thoughts grow out of the thoughtiness? You know, are you just a thought for life? What do you think? It's like 55, maybe. I don't. If know. you hit 60, can you really be a thought at 60? I'm sure people have tried, you know, I don't know. Who's, how old is Kris Jenner? She's not Chris really Jenner a thought. Kris Jenner is not though. a thought. She's an icon. Yeah. No, no, She's a not, boss. I guess that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. I wonder what the oldest female Instagram influencer is who wears bikini photos. And we need to have her on the pod because I want to talk to her a little bit. We need to find the oldest thought out there and we need to interview her and be like, you're 72 and you're still rocking the under boob. Tell us about this. You've had some work done, clearly.
uh, yeah. not all natural, but, uh, but tell us why you've chosen this life path. <laughs> okay. At this, at this point. What brought you to this? Yes. Why are you, why have you become who you are? Let's go down story. the road. Let's go down the path to the geriatric thought, if we will. I'm all in. I don't know who okay. it is, but we got to do some research. I was going to say, we have a week off. This is our homework. And if you guys out there listening, if any of the Shelleys know of a geriatric thought, hit us up because I really would like to have them on the pod. And this is no shade. This is no judgment. This is we just what have work questions. have you have done? You look really good. Because if I could have any show out, the, well, actually I shouldn't say that. If I could have any show, we would travel the world and do the pod in Italy. Other than that, if I could watch any show, you know what show I would love to watch is where you sit somebody down and they reveal to you all the work that they've had done. They say, I had my lips done. I've had my boobs done. I've had my ass done. <laughs> and you could be like, okay, great. This is what you need to do to look like this. I would love for people to be honest about what they've done. I don't think people would like to admit that. No, of course not. It will never happen. Yeah. But I would love if we talked to the geriatric thought and she's like, this is how I've maintained myself. You know what I would love to do? You know who looks incredible? is Jane Fonda. Jane, tell me your secrets. Tell me your secrets. She's not a thought, but she looks incredible. No, I know she's not a thought, but she's what, 80? Is she 80 up there? She's probably 80, I'd imagine. We don't know because the work is so good. <laughs> we have no idea. No one actually knows her birthday or how old she actually is. It's a total mystery, but- um, It is a mystery. I don't know. I just, at what point does, you know, all these people who are now on Instagram doing their thing, like shouts out, um, at what point do they retire that? I don't know. We're going to get to the bottom of that. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Okay. Before we wrap up, we do have one final gift for the Shelleys. Or should we say for one Shelley? For one Shelley. So Steve and I squirreled away one t-shirt, one Shelley long sleeve at the beginning of all of this. We said, okay, Steve gets one. I get one. We got one for Maddie. Of course, our shipping coordinator, we needed to make sure she was geared up. We sent one, I think, to the candy commish, Mike Gold Jr. Hopefully yep. he's getting that soon. He's geared up. But we were like, okay, if these go quickly, we need to make sure we have one that we can set aside to give away because we wanted to give a Christmas gift to a Shelly. So here's what we're going to do. We have one shirt. It's a size small, which listen, I have a small and it's a little big on me. I like it roomy, but Steve, I think dudes could wear a small too, right? Based on the sizing. Depends yeah. On the, you have to be guy. a slender dude, but you know, here's the thing. If you're a dude and you, and you want that shirt really bad too, you can always cut it off and make it into a cutoff muscle tee. I'm sure that'll work. Yeah. A crop top for dude. I don't know. Maybe that's in. Maybe it's not. You could try it out. Cut it up all you want, but it's still a nice shirt. Yeah. You can figure it out. Or if you're a dude and you're a little bit bigger, get it for your girl or get it for your side piece or get it for, I don't know, get it for your future girl. Like she's probably going to want to be in on small talk too. So just doesn't have to be yourself. This is the season of giving. Or if you don't have a girl to give it to, maybe shoot your shot in her Instagram DMs and say, Hey, I got this shirt. It would look amazing on you. What's up? Guarantee you get a girl if you're offering Shelly t-shirts. No doubt. No doubt about that. That comes with 100%. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> As Steve likes to say, LeVar Ball, undefeated, never lost. Never lost. Exactly. <laughs> We're saying that the Shelly shirt is undefeated, never lost. It's never been attempted before, so... No, nobody tries that. No, nobody's tried it once. It, it won't happen. People are too but scared. for you, we're guaranteeing it. Okay, yeah. so here's what you need to do. We're going to give it away to the best reviewer. So head to Apple Podcasts, search for us, leave us a review, make it funny, make it interesting. Tell us why you want the shirt, whatever it is. Tell us your favorite part of the pod. It could be any of those things, but make sure that you include your social media handle mm -hmm. in the review so that we know how to get in touch with you and let you know that you have in fact won the shirt. So what we're going to do is from the day that we post this, which will be the 16th or the 17th of December up until we tape the final 
episode, which is probably going to be the last week of the year, sometime in the middle of the last week of the year. Yeah. So you probably have two full weeks to do this. We will read all of the reviews as we always do. And we will come up with a winner. I love that. You'll have the last Shelly t-shirt. It's like a, it's a collector's item, I guess. It's a limited edition t-shirt. It is because we'll probably never make that shirt again. If we're going to do another draft, it's going to be something different. Love it. Steve and I won't be back in action next week. We'll be back in action the week after that. But until then, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and let's resuscitate fashion, okay? But the Speedo can die. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.